0: Well, let's, let's grab our uh, Bibles if you have them here. And I want to take you to Luke chapter 17 as you go there. And I want to talk to you about something real quick because uh, I want to share a prophecy. How many of you noticed the crazy winds that were uh, blowing? It wasn't that amazing? And what, what is, is cool about it is they were having wind warnings and they called it, even newspaper articles were declaring Unusual winds is what the headlines were saying. And this was not just Nebraska. I mean, they had 105 mile wind gusts in Wyoming, which is very interesting because when I share this prophecy with you in just a moment and it mentions the wind gust, uh, Lance Walnau brought up uh, that it was interesting that God referenced betrayal with the wind gust because one of the greatest betrayals, he said, was from, uh, uh, and I have to say this. Uh, In code, so that those of you on Facebook uh, can stay connected. Because if you say certain words, so you'll hear me say 45 today. 45 means. Okay? Okay? Y'all know? And the dude on the left, yeah, that didn't get all the votes. So, just so you know, and uh, so we're gonna talk a little bit in code there. So, where was I? Oh, the wind. So, there's, a, there's somebody with the name uh, like um, a chainling fence. And sometimes you have chainy things. And so, anyway, brought some betrayal on and, and the wind and all that. So, but I want to just share this before I, I read this prophecy because I want to talk to you about the days of Noah. I know I'm not talking about eschatology. But I want to share some dreams. Now, this is where we, we've already shown. Listen, can I tell you this? As a, as a prophetic vessel... Uh, that has been prophesying elections. I've prophesied to presidents and, and people in, in in government, blah, 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 highest of places, low of places, no places. So I'm not trying to give you my resume. Simply just saying to you, I've, I've understood how God has spoken through the years. I've watched Him. And when people are throwing out right now and using Old Testament scriptures, like Deuteronomy 18, Deuteronomy 13, they're going to Jeremiah and all the other ones where they're, you know, uh, giving you the scriptures about false prophets. It really shows the immaturity and lack of understanding of the prophetic. Just the fact that people would share those scriptures to somehow validate their points, that they think that the true prophets and the intercessors and Christians and patriots that are standing have all been false. So they throw out those scriptures. The fact that they bring Old Testament scriptures to bring uh, an uh, absolute indictment or standard of judging, and they use those Scriptures, they don't know anything about the prophetic, or very very little, they're basically uh, inaccurate. Because God does not judge or deal with prophets the same way that He did in the Old Testament. You never saw that in the New Testament. Now, that does not mean that a prophet should not be held accountable. We see with Jesus' first miracle that he turned water into wine and he submitted it to the governor of the feast. I can't speak for other prophets, but this this vessel is is under authority. This vessel uh, also has an outside governing board of ministers, okay, that handle uh, things with our ministry, that that we run things by, approve, so on and so forth. Also, I'm accountable to my father of the faith and the father of faith, Kenneth Copeland. In fact, I just called him last Wednesday. Uh, he had a word for me, he had a word for the nation, and then the Lord used us to prophesy to him. So, you know, it's not like we're without accountability. But here's the thing. When God speaks to you and you have had a history with the Lord of him speaking and walking to pass and God telling a story, God's been telling a story about the New York president since 9-11 that some of you remember when that was spoken right here. Donna, you're waving, you're shaking your head on the night of 9-11. God said, my answer for this nation that has been pierced is I will bring a healing and I will raise up out of the place of wounding a place of healing and I will raise up a president born here from New York and as there were two towers, I will give this one two terms. And I believe God has not changed his mind. So then God told us when it was gonna happen. He said that it would happen in the 240th year of America's reign, and that was 12 years before 2016. So the earliest those prophecies were coming were back in 2004, to watch 2016, that that would be the time that God would do it. And so other prophetic vessels were were speaking a lot of the same things. And so what people wanna do is they wanna take a prophecy, for example, and say, well, he didn't win. You and other prophets and intercessors said that he would win. He did win. He won by a landslide. Can you can clap better than that? Or you're otherwise you, you come into the wrong service. So he did win, but, but 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 what about the second term? Well, has that happened yet? Then how do you know that it's not a true prophecy? Yeah, but 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 don't you understand? there's inauguration this weekend, and if, and if this, and if that, and if this, and if that. And we bring everything down to human reasoning. All this patriot has wanted is I want the evidence to be heard on all of the news channels. What are you afraid of? Are you here? So I say this because I had four Different prophetic type dreams, uh, one was actually a vision. Now, just because you have a prophetic dream does not mean that you go put it out on the internet and, 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 and leave it open for your own and in, your, your interpretation or others, unless you have God tell you to do so. I'm simply sharing these. I run a risk of sharing it because I've learned that anything that you say, uh, they like to twist, okay and, and falsely accuse, okay? No, we are not racist. No, we are not promoting violence. No, we are not attacking those that voted for the guy on the left. We don't promote violence. So people will put words in your mouth, things that you did not say. So these are dreams. I'm not asking for your interpretation, and I'm asking that you do not write in your comments what you think the interpretation is because I'm sharing these because I see a pattern. I see a pattern of something, and I'm not, I'm not trying to bring interpretation to it. Can you hear in, in, in mature ears? So the first dream, and I made this one public, was back uh, almost a year ago in December, I believe it was 2019. And in the dream, uh, I, I awakened to the sound of the TV. In the dream, I, I was watching television. And uh, I I don't watch television, but the news was on and they were reporting that 45 was projected to be losing and to, to have lost or losing, actually. And uh, I went and began to run in the streets and I began to knock on doors, yelling throughout the cities, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, because it was appearing that he was losing. How many remember me sharing this? And all of a sudden, people began to come out by the multitudes and, I mean, masses were coming. And all of a sudden, they began to wake up. And, and the, at the end of this, this dream was this huge, high-definition TV where everything on that television began to change. And there was new reporters. There were, there were new people that were reporting the news. It was in high definition. And it completely changed because he had won. In other words, it changed. It shifted, Okay. Then in October, I only shared this with my wife and maybe a couple other people, I had a vision, and I was praying, and in this vision, this was in October before the election, that the guy on the left was standing there with his left hand up, and he was at what looked like uh, an inauguration. Again, do not put your interpretation on it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm simply wanting to share some things with you because we are going to be tested this week, whichever side of the aisle you're on. Some people are going to do this this week. These are flip-flops. Some people are going to flip-flop this week. They're going to walk by sight and not by faith. Some people are going to throw in the towel and give up. Some people are going to not understand what's going on. So here's the thing. You have to be in a position where you know what God has said. That's why I stand with the other prophets. I don't have to see it to believe it. Okay, yeah, but what you're talking about though is impossible, really? So in this dream, he had his left hand up and he was getting ready to uh, take the oath and as he was getting ready to speak it out of his mouth, I saw the hand of God forcefully come and hit the stage and shake everything up and I saw God push 45 in place. That was in October. In November, you remember me, I shared this one. Uh, I was in Washington, D.C., and I was looking down at the end of the street, and there was a black limo, and behind the black limo was this very dark, ominous sky. The limo had lights on, and they were trying to form a parade for the guy on the left uh, to, quote, bring this great celebration. Well, it wasn't happening, and it didn't happen. And I remember going, well, where's all the people? Why isn't this happening? And and a voice spoke out and said, because it's, it's not as it is. So there's some things that are, you know, being shaken up. Obviously, I had saw that in my dream. Well, then last couple nights ago, I had a dream that the sky was very sunny. It was very bright. And, and that was the first part of the dream. And it was very sunny. It was very bright. It, like, it looked like a new day. I was happy. I felt happy. And, and, and all of a sudden, then the dream switched, and I was pulled over to another part of the dream where I saw the guy on the left again. Uh, he had his left hand up, and he was getting ready. Couldn't see exactly. It looked like there was no book or anything, but he, I, I couldn't even see his right, but I could see the left. And he was getting ready to mouth something. And all of a sudden, I, I, I woke up right at that moment. And he couldn't say it out of his mouth. And it's almost like he was struggling. So all of this is taking place for a reason where I've had four consistent type dreams. And one was a, vi- actually three dreams. One is a vision. Because I believe that this last week that God gave us a sign, and I want us to look at this prophecy. This was from December 1st. There's been earthquakes, uh, tremors, there's been unusual winds, there's been betrayal, and, and it all points to something. And, and, I, and I want you to listen to the last part of this prophecy before I preach to you, because I believe that the tremors, the wind, Even some of the things that I saw in my dreams point to what the last part of this prophecy says. Okay, so how many are going to hear the first part? You're not going to discount it. Listen, it has clues on how and what God's going to do at the last part of the prophecy. All right, let's read it. And I hear the Spirit of God say, do you hear the sound of the wind? Look in the days that are going to come. There'll be an unusual sign that I'll bring in various places across the nation, this nation, the United States. For there shall be tremors. Yes, the ground and the soil shall shake. How many of you have heard about it? has been happening. And I will do this, that it will be the sound of my feet. In Florida, they don't know what the sound was. But listen closely. My hands are moving and my fish shall smack down, as I've said before, over that which is taking place and that which the enemy has sought, that he thinks that he can gain the upper hand. But with it and with the cracking down of my fist shall be the wind. For I'm holding the wind in my fist's. And you shall see it in the natural, and there will be a wind that shall begin to blow in various places, and it shall be a what thing? What was the headlines? Unusual winds. And it shall be an unusual thing, and it shall even be reported. Has it been reported? But in this wind is the wind of what? Change. Change. Do you see the weather vane pointing in a what direction? In a new direction. For this what? Know this, says the Spirit of God. It is not in the direction of what? It is a direction of a new era. And with this new era, listen carefully. I'm about to bring what you have declared tonight. It should be known as shock and awe. Yes, that's what I said, says the Lord. I will shock you, and you'll be in awe. For did I not say in the days of Pharaoh's pursuit that I will gather my honor concerning Pharaoh, his horsemen, his chariots, and so I shall once again get my honor, my glory in that which shall take place in this time. So look closely. There shall come a great betrayal. Did we see it? And it will not just be one betrayal, but many betrayals. Because my hand is extending towards this nation in great grace, great power, but great fear shall fall upon this nation in the coming days. Therefore, says the Spirit of grace, the Spirit who carries power, and the Spirit who shall bring forth great fear and conviction. Watch now. What is the sign of the wind and tremors? Right here. Are you listening? Here it is. Do not pay attention to the news, to the headlines, to the reports, to the movements, even of those who have said, we've won. Watch this. Do not pay attention even to the electoral dates of man's calendar are you listening do not pay attention even to the electoral calendar the certification dates or even what even what for i'm not paying attention to the dates of man's calendar so are you going to wig out whichever way so i'm not paying attention to it i'm choosing what my event i've chosen my act and you will what says the lord and it'll be in my what Therefore, what are we supposed to do? Keep reading. And what? Keep reading. Bring to justice those that must be held accountable in this time, says the Lord. I wanted you to say, and to those of you, you can read along. All right. I want you to go to Luke 17, verse 25. So as I was preparing for this message, I said, God, what is it that you want me to talk about? And he said, I want you to stay with prophetic narratives. Now, how many understand that we've been in prophetic narratives, we've been in prophetic examples, that God said to us in August of 2019, those documented prophecies where he talked about there would be a plague, and it would be as in the days of Egypt and Pharaoh and Israel, and it would be called, this decade would be called the decade of difference. And he said in August of 2019 that it would start off harsh. Well, think about that. You can see that prophetic narrative as it's played out. Read Exodus 14. you'll see that Israel was in a time of quarantine. Remember, they were not allowed to go out of their houses. There was plagues that were happening all around. In fact, for the first three plagues, theologians say that that Israel even saw the the turning of blood of the Nile. Are you listening? And so they they experienced plagues. They experienced the what? Shut in. They also had a pursuing communist Uh, agenda from a left government pursuing them as they were standing on the right of that left pursuit on the shore of the Red Sea. The nation was in a standstill. We've been in a standstill since the election. Great fear came upon the nation. People began to concede. There's people that are conceding, blaming the guy who, you know, Moses was trying to bring my making Israel great again. This guy tried to make America great again. And I think he did a great job. Now, here's what happened. The nation was in a standstill. A pursuing, uh, you know, government from the left, and 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 watch this. Do you know that Israel even went out with the stimulus check? So we're seeing a lot of prophetic parallels. But if you look at Exodus 14, how did it end up? How it ended up is God opened the Red Sea when it looked like it wasn't possible. When they were scratching their heads, including the leader, wondering how in the world are we going to take out this pursuing communist government from the left? How? And God shocked them all. And if that's not bad, when he opened the Red Sea, uh, the pursuing Egyptian army and Pharaoh was coming right at him. It looked like God... Who opened the Red Sea? Pharaoh's God or our God? And it looked like it was not over. And so that was one prophetic narrative. So as I was praying, God said to me, He said, I want you to talk about the days of Noah. Now this is not talking about the tribulation. It's not talking about the rapture. It's not talking about the second coming. That is not my message. My message today is, is there anything prophetic when I heard the Lord say, talk to the people about the prophetic narrative of Noah? And I began to seek the Lord. I said, now what is it specifically that we need to see about the days of Noah, and how does that relate to today? And here's what you have to understand. In the days of Noah, God had a redemptive plan. You say, well, what's a redemptive plan? A redemptive plan is a plan of help And it's a plan of hope. No matter if it's a warning, no matter if God is doing something against evildoers or he's coming to deal with evil, he always has a redemptive plan. So if we are still in the days of Noah right now and it looks like evil is prevailing, I want to remind you that it was eight people that turned the whole world upside down and God saved it for a few. If we are in the days of Noah... Again, in fact, Noah was uh, in the top one and two most popular names in 2020. You can Google it. We are in the days of Noah. I'm not talking eschatology. I'm talking prophetic narrative. Now, you say, well, what, what does this days of Noah mean? Let's look at Luke 17, verse 25. But first, the Son of Man must suffer many things, and watch this word. And be persecuted or mocked, scoffed at, rejected of his generation. So it's talking about Jesus, but notice the word and. So it's connecting something. And as it was in the days of Noah. So how many would fare to say that in Noah's day, here you had this guy who's building this ark He's a prophet sent by God to prophesy something that had never been heard of before and had never been seen, and there was no proof, no evidence that his prophecy would ever come to pass, naturally speaking. That was the day of Noah. Fast forward to the days of Noah today. Some are looking and going, how in the world, if this is true, that this election was stolen, and 80 million people who chose life, chose the way of, you know, protecting the right for the, uh, the unborn to live outside of the womb, and the list goes on. Come on, protector of Israel, the name of God. How could we have lost, and how can God raise back up 45? The prophets are saying that he would win. He did win. The prophets are saying he will get a second term. No, not in 2024. That's not what most of us prophets are seeing. We have seen that God has placed this man for such a time as this. Yeah, but Pastor, it doesn't look possible. Listen, it didn't look possible in the days of Noah. Yeah, but Pastor, how? If 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 the inauguration goes through and 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 how how is this thing gonna be possibly turned around? Listen, if there's foreign foreign interference. And there is. The whole thing can be thrown out. Yeah, but is that possible? Listen, it wasn't possible in the days of Noah when the prophet Noah stood up and said, there shall be rain, and there was no time frame put on it. He built it for 120 years. He had to be ridiculed, persecuted, and called a false prophet by the generations. We've never seen that before. Ah, you're a fool, Noah. They've been saying that about God's intercessors and prophets, too. Because it looks like what we're prophesying has no natural chance but God. We're in the days of Noah. In the days of Noah, it had never rained before. They didn't even know what rain was. Okay, they didn't know what it looks like to have this kind of fraud, this kind of absolute agenda from the enemy. They didn't know what it would look like for God if an inauguration goes through to remove a sitting president. It's never been done in the history of our nation, just like it's never rained. And yet people want to get on prophet Noah and get on those that are speaking for God. We've never seen it. How do you know that prophecy about a second term isn't true? Has it happened yet? Then why are you calling it false? False. I mean, Noah had to get out there and say, listen, has it rained yet? (laughs) No, Noah, well then how do you know it's false? Why are you calling me false? Well, you're an idiot. It's been a year after year after year. But ultimately, God honored the word of his prophet. And the prophecy came to pass. Some people, this week is all they're holding out for. And God is looking down out of the heavens and he's asking who is on his side. Now, let's look here, the days of Noah. Look at Genesis chapter uh, 6. Because the days of Noah was about a spiritual decline. I mean, think about the time that we're in, the, the, the spiritual decline. For the first time in the history of our nation, we have a, quote, party on the left that purposefully drove God out of their party platform. And they're bold about it. And they're purposeful about it. And the people that put a check mark upon it. How can you? Did you think about God and his heart and his religious liberty and the voice of his church being able to go forward? Because if they have their way, they want to shut your God out of his churches. And you voted and gave your agreement for it to happen. Because in Noah's day, people were bent on evil, and they're bent on evil today. People were not considering God's heart. There was only eight people in all the earth that were about God's heart and voted right. The whole world was bent on evil. But eight stood. Noah stood. God is seeing, are you willing to stand? Look. It was in a spiritual decline, just like we're seeing. Come on. It's pretty bold when a party is that bold to say we don't acknowledge God, we don't want God, and if you push God, we'll shut you down, we'll censor you, we'll put a mask over your mouth and we'll shut down your churches, and you can't even say the blessing at Thanksgiving because now we're going to, with our communistic spirit, determine who and how many you can have at your Thanksgiving and your Christmas and you voted for that you just licensed that you just legislated that you just gave that permission because you didn't like the personality of somebody and you ignored what it was that god at 80 million of us stood for we may not agree and we may not like everything but what sides with god does god's heart matter I remember years ago walking my three German shepherds in 2016. Actually, I had two then. I have three now. And God said to me in 2016 in this visitation, let me say it. He said, Hank, everyone's talking about this matters and that matters. And I'm not here to argue, to, to agree with, contest, whether your thing matters, that thing matters, or whatever. But what we failed to realize, that if we would have made it about does God's heart matter, all of our other things that we are wanting to raise up awareness about would have the right platform, the right presentation, the right spirit in it. Because when you honor God and you put his heart first, he gives you love shed abroad in your heart and a wisdom then to speak to your generation. But when you exclude God off of what you think matters, You will carry a contrary spirit and agenda, whether you believe it or not. And so look at Noah. In the days of Noah, Genesis 6, verse 6, watch this. The Lord was sorry that he had made humans on the earth, and he was heartbroken. Come on, what does that do to you? What does that do to you when you read words like God's heart was broken? And yet I'm sitting here and I'm watching Christians that absolutely stand up for the policies of the left and sit there and say that it's okay to abort children. Do you understand that you are breaking the heart of your heavenly father with that kind of language and stance? A party that did not stand with his people Israel. Are you hurting the heart of God again? who understands and knows and remembers Nazi Germany and the history of his people, the Jews, through the years and how they've been mistreated. And you put a check mark. We made it more about personality preference of a party than when we went to the voting booth to decide if I put a check mark to the left or to the right of these candidates. Now, many of those candidates on the right side disappointed us. And rather than having politicians that stood with God and stood with America became absolutely pathetic and passive. And so did the preachers. You know how I went into that voting booth? I went in with a conviction in my heart. Whatever I put a check mark by God, i want to defend your heart i don't want to grieve your heart or hurt it why is hank kunderman standing because god has spoken to me and you want to call me false and yet i have stood and i stand with god i will stand with this loyalty whether you think i'm false or not if that's what you think then you can take your opinion and you can shove it Now. In Genesis 6, in verse 6, the Lord was heartbroken. Does that, come on, what does that make you feel? You cannot tell me that the Lord is heartbroken. Grieved. I think he's gone from heartbrokenness to absolutely righteous indignation right now. And that's why we're going to see righteousness and justice. And I'm going to tell you something. That's what the days of Noah was also about. There was corruption. There was evil. There was violence. You're going to see it. And God said, I've had enough of the violence. I've had enough of the corruption. I've had enough of men uh, with anarchy and, and, and choosing their own way. I've had enough. And God decided to establish righteousness and justice. And can I tell you what he did? Hint, hint. Hint, hint. He started over. And removed the corruption and dealt harshly and viciously with the evil. Do you think for a moment that God is going to allow, however it transpires this week, that this level of stuff to go on as it did? Why do you think that they've censored the voices that are standing for God, standing for truth, standing for the right and and, and justice? And people, they say, oh yeah, but you know what? The courts threw them out. Yeah, because the courts need, they need a clue too. The best way to heal this nation is bring all the evidence forward and let, and let us see it out in the open. We're not stupid. We have brains as American people. We can also rightly discern. Show us the evidence. God's heart was broken, but look at verse 8. The days of Noah is about God looking for someone that will stand with him. Think about it. The days of what? Why is it the days of Noah? Because he was the only one outside of seven others in his family that stood with God. The days of Noah are on us again. Where God, as the scripture says in the book of Chronicles, his eyes are searching to and fro throughout this earth, seeing in the midst of corruption and violence and, 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 and people's hearts bent on evil where are my Noah's where are those that are going to stand with what I'm doing who are those that are going to stand for righteousness Noah stood for righteousness one of the things that the days of Noah was was even though there was a spiritual decline and a falling away guess what it was household salvation in other words a mass harvest I want you to know, maybe you've been believing God for your families, maybe you're believing God for somebody, that we are in the middle of a great awakening, folks, and I'm here to tell you part of the days of Noah is, you know, we always sing the song, remember that in in Sunday school, Uh, Noah built an arky, 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 and he brought in all those things that even included barky, barky, right, and we think that Noah's ark is about the saving of the animals. Now, it is about the saving of the animals, but really what it is, this is about household salvation. Because of the righteous seed of Noah, God saved his whole family. And I'm here to tell you, as the Lord is dealing with corruption and evil and violence of Noah's day like today, he's also going to bring such salvation to souls as part of the greatest revival and awakening that we've ever seen. That's number one. Number two, the days of Noah was a culture, watch this, the culture was bent on evil. Jesus said they were eating and drinking and giving in marriage. They were promiscuous. They they, they loved iniquity. Their minds were continually on evil. Look at Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that, watch this, not some, every imagination of the thoughts of their heart was only on evil continually. That's what the days of Noah was. Today... There's people that absolutely ignored the party on the left and what they stand for, what they've said out of their mouths, what their party platform says that is absolutely bent on evil and caters to the culture. And we put checkmark. We're in the days of Noah. And was it in the days of Noah that evil prevailed? Yes or no? Until something happened. Today, many righteous are standing, and many are standing for righteousness. They were wicked in every intent of their heart, and they were not inclined to pursue God's righteousness, much like today. But I want you to see something. God is looking and seeing who will stand. Look at Genesis 6, verse 9. And so even though there was wickedness, God also looked at something. And I told you before that God is doing this with His foot. Just like in number 16 when there was an attempted coup d'etat. Remember that? Y'all remember that in school? We all like, what's a coup d'etat? Now you're seeing it. Okay, it's being played out in America right now. And in number 16, Korah and 250 of the Congress and Senate rose up and went against (laughs) President Moses and tried to overthrow him. And God had to come down. Literally, what did he do? Shake the soil. Hello open the ground up and swallow them up and send what? Fire. And God made them decide, just like he's doing right now. And preachers, listen to me, prophets, intercessors, Christians, patriots, God is looking. Are you going to cave in this week? Are you going to flip-flop? Are you going to throw it all away because you're looking at your date and man's date? Are you going to believe what God has been saying, even though it doesn't look possible? It's never happened in the earth before. Or in our nation, we should say. I'm just asking. So God is looking now who's on the Lord's side. That's what he did in number 16. When they tried to do this coup d'etat, when they tried to overthrow government through through, uh, absolute fraud and lies, that's what they were doing. They were trying to bring a fraudulent uh, accusation They were trying to convince others of their fraudulent agenda. And in the end, God made them decide who is on the Lord's side. And I'm going to tell you something. This man of God is going to stand on the side of God. I'm going to stand on the side of the United States of America. And so what happened is God's doing the same thing. Look at Genesis 6 verse 9. And these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man or he was a righteous man. And he was perfect or mature in his generation. And Noah what? He walked with God. And Noah begat three sons. So there's your remnant. They're part of the few that God used to save the whole world. You can't tell me all the prayer meetings, all the appeals to heaven, all the meetings together of repentance and calling out to God before our great election that somehow God in this day of Noah is going to ignore what we're saying no way. But God is looking at where you're numbered. Look at 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. And so God spared not, 2 Peter 2, 5, the old world. Well, watch this. He saved Noah, the what? The eighth person. Now, do you think that means that he was the only, since Adam, the eighth person? Because, you know, if you look at Genesis chapter 5, uh, you'll see that there's a whole genealogy of, of, of who knows how many tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands that were born. But he was the eighth person. He just happened to be eight since Adam that were preachers of righteousness or went towards the way of righteousness. And it says, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. Now, if you go to Jude 1, verse 14, notice Enoch was another one. It says, also Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these things. In other words, Enoch was the seventh because from Adam he was also... One of the the righteous that was standing in the middle of just an absolute corrupt earth. So the days of Noah is about spiritual decline. The days of Noah is about also that the culture was bent on evil, but God found a righteous man. This is why it's so important that we stand with what we voted for that we stand on the side of God and righteousness, justice, liberty, and freedom. How many of you say that? Now, number three. The days of Noah also were filled, watch this, with violence, corruption, anarchy, corrupt government, much like today. I mean, what good does it do which, by the way, he wasn't impeached. They brought up accusations and articles to try to impeach him. Why do you have to do that with two weeks left in your supposed term? Yeah, but he was part of this massive you know, invasion in, 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 in the Capitol building. How do you know that? And as much as we've been lied to for how many years? Now, there's always, there's always, listen to me, in every movement, Jesus had them. What what did Jesus have on his staff? Zealots. You always have those who take it to the next level, but it doesn't represent or reflect the movement of Jesus. He had a few zealots, but that's not what Jesus' ministry was about. Nor did he commission them to go and be zealots. In the same way, you may have a few zealots in whatever it is for those that are wanting to stand with the United States at this time. But it does not mean that 99.999999% are that way. Do you want truth? Okay, I'm just wondering. I don't want to sound like I'm just at you, but I'm hitting something in the spirit. I can feel it over the nation. The days of Noah was filled with violence, corruption, anarchy, corrupt government, much like today. But watch this, watch this. It happened in the days of Noah, and it's exactly happening today, but watch this. But God intervened, did he not, in the actual day of Noah? And what did he do? He started over with a what? A new era. Because in Genesis 8, it was very amazing because after the flood, Noah began to build an altar unto the Lord, and God smelled this beautiful, clean smell. And he said, the earth is clean. In other words, a new era began. I believe that we are at the moment when there is corruption, violence, anarchy, corrupt government, People bent on evil, the culture bent on evil, spiritual decline. I'm here to tell you that I believe just as God intervened in that day of Noah, God is once again going to intervene in this time of noah once again and there will be a new era i'm telling you there will be new faces in politics there will be new faces on the media there will be new faces in the ministry that are going to lead the people of god in this new era in this new time that we're in that's why you cannot cave in that's why you cannot give in God wants to use you, and he's looking over the earth saying, who are those new faces? Who are those people that I can trust that if I speak something to them, that they will stay loyal to what I've said? Genesis 6, 11, verse 13, watch this. Look at the condition of the earth in the day of Noah. Tell me if it doesn't sound like today. The earth also was corrupt before God. Verse 11, and the earth was filled with violence, and God looked upon the earth, and he saw that it was what? Corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me. It's filled with violence through them. I will destroy them. In other words, in that day of Noah and this day of Noah, how are they the same? You cannot tell me, and I'm going to tell you prophetically why we're in the days of Noah. Just like in the original day of Noah, God said, I see the evil, I see the corruption, I see man corrupt as in in anarchy. They are gods unto themselves. They've self-imposed their own government, and they've chosen to be bent on evil. But notice God came to a point where he said, I've had enough. This is what you have to understand prophetically. You know, uh, David had that question. Many times throughout the book of Psalms, God, why does the heathen, why does the wicked continue to get by with what they're doing? And God would have to remind King David, just wait. Even when David's son uh, rose up at one point declaring that he was the president of the kingdom. God let him do it. God even let him have an inauguration. God even let him have a celebration march. Don't you remember? And it looked like it was going to go the way of Adonijah. Until God had enough. And he took him out. God has had enough with what's been happening in the earth. I'm telling you he has. Or he would have never promised a new era. 2015. Come on, I've showed you the prophecy. God says when a former president shall die on that day, the soil, United States... Shall shake, And there was a 7.0 earthquake in Alaska on the day that George Bush Sr. died. And God said, when you see this, you're entering a new era. A new era means a new time. Here's the deal. If, 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 if we continue on with what they're saying is going to take place this week, it's not a new era. It's still the same old, same old that we've seen in our politics and our government there came a point in the days of Noah where God had enough. He said, I've had enough. And there was one prophet standing saying, God had enough. And if you want to be saved, get on the Lord's side. And they laughed him to scorn. They mocked him. They persecuted him. They called him false. And for 120 years, he stayed faithful to the prophecy that the Lord gave him. Now, the earth was filled with violence until something that God did. Now, today, much like Noah's day, and in the days of the Tower of Babel, you have those that have sided together that are bent on evil to build their own towers of corruption, corrupt government, ideologies, ideas. Come on, look at the stimulus check. If you were that important, why did it come down from the party of the left that you were barely going to get? What was it? How much by the time it was all said and done? $600. $600. By the time you computed that, it was like, what, $20? bucks? 10 cents an hour. Cents an hour. Yet your hard-earned money and your taxpayer money was going towards absolute enemies of this nation right. to empower them to destroy us. Right. And, you, and you can't see it? Sounds like the Tower of Babel. And they thought that they were going to erect their government. And they thought they were going to overtake God. (laughs) Ha! They thought that they would change God's plan for the earth. And God had to do what he's getting ready to do. And is in the process. He's already doing it. Where he got together with the Father the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and he met in the council of the Almighty, the courts of God, and, and he's heard our appeals that have come up before his court, and he has ruled according to Luke 18, and he's looking to see if there's faith on the earth, but he's also saying to those of us like the widow, I will avenge you of your enemies. I will do this. This is what the days of Noah is about. I will avenge you speedily. I will step in, and another flood is coming. You say, well, what's the flood? Well, there's going to be a flood of righteousness. There's going to be a flood of justice coming. I'm telling you, Then they're going to kiss together. But there's also a flood of the glory of God, and there's a flood of righteousness according to the book of Isaiah. It's not a flood to destroy, but it's a flood to restore America. It's a flood that is going to revive America. This nation is not dead, but it's asleep. And I'm here to tell you the nations of the earth are going to continue to see not only how God saved America, but saved America, you're going to see other nations across the earth begin to have removal of leaders. It's going to be a shake up. It's going to be a shakeover. God is absolutely coming for the sake of the flood that does not destroy but a flood of glory. That's the fourth thing. In the na- days of Noah, it was filled with moral decline, partying, living it up. Come on, they're eating and drinking. Look at Genesis chapter 6, 26 through 27. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the Son of Man, where they ate, they drank, they married, they were giving in marriage. Watch this. Underline that word. Until. It looks like corruption prevails. It looks like corruption will continue to prevail. It looks like violence will be the prominent thing going forward. It looks like the culture will continually be built on evil going forward. Until what? Until God shows up. Until God sent a flood. Do you know there's another flood that is coming upon this earth? There's another flood that is coming to the United uh, States of America. And I told you it's a flood of righteousness It's a flood of God's glory. And see, whenever God begins to release His glory on the earth, you have to look for the signs. One of the greatest signs that you know that God is dealing and bringing His glory is He deals with corruption. Exodus 32, Moses is with God. In Exodus 32, 40 days of glory. So much glory uh, in those meetings that Moses, when he came down with the Ten Commandments in his hand, the law of God in his hands, he had the glory on his face. The people had to tell him, put a veil on your face. But God interrupted the glory meeting. You know how? Because he said, Moses, get down. The people have corrupted themselves. So whenever you see corruption, when you see people bent on evil, and it seems like the nation is going that way, come on, Aaron was leading the whole way. Yet God, it was an indication of his glory coming to deal with, with the corruption and the evil. He's sending another flood. Underline the word until. Until the day. God has chosen the day. God has chosen the day once again for the United States. Come on. You saw the wind and the shaking prophecy, the betrayal prophecy, and God said, I'm not looking at your dates. Until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came, and what did it do? It took out the evil that was prevailing in Noah's day. And yeah, it was rocky, it was rough, but eight men were standing in righteousness for a new era. The days of Noah are upon us again. There might be corruption, there might be evil, It might look like the culture and everything is bent on evil until. And I'm telling you, we are about to see that until moment where God is going to release his glory in such a way that it will absolutely deal with the level of corruption, the, the, the level of evil that has been upon this nation. And you are going to be shocked at some of the faces and names that have been part of it. That's why God is taking his time. The reason he's taking his time is so that more evidence can come, so that it can it can it can hold back what the enemy would like, and that would be a civil war. So instead of a civil war, some some will act uncivilized. But God wants the evidence so convincing, so that those of you that have a reasonable mind can see the truth of what has really happened. Even then, some people won't be convinced. You know how I know? Because the Bible says that. When, when the Lord has to do one of the most painful things that he's ever had to do in his whole life, God has to divide the goats from the sheep or the sheep from the goats. And even when he tells those on the left, the goats, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, I never knew you. The Bible says that they're going to go into the place of wailing and gnashing of teeth, cursing God. Some people never can be convinced. Some people, repentance isn't being handed to them because they've been turned over to such a reprobate mind. The only thing now that demands their future is righteousness and justice. Because of the things that they've done that they didn't repent for, that God gave them chance after chance after chance after chance. Am I being too heavy here? No. Okay, I, okay. I feel God. Number five, the days of Noah, I'm almost done if they can come up to the piano, was filled with mockers. With scoffers that persecuted the righteous. Persecuted the ark building or the church. But God dealt with the evil. He dealt with evil man. And he blessed the earth. Watch this. He blessed the earth because of what? The evil? He blessed the earth because of the few righteous. Did you hear what I said? Few righteous. See, we keep demanding of God, well, if more people would repent, or this nation is just bent on evil, it's going to hell in a hind basket, and you know, they do this and they do that. Excuse me. Yeah, some might, but hello. But Noah. But Hank Kuniman. Come on, insert your name there. I'm not bent on evil. I'm not living a life of compromise. It's amazing, some of the prophets and preachers that are conceding, my question is, what do you have in your closet? That you can't stand boldly in the face of God and your your accusers, your opposers, and knowing the integrity of your heart that you're clean before God and you're clean before those in the earth. So God is your defense. The days of Noah were filled with mockers. Look at Luke 17 verse 25. But first, he must suffer many things and be rejected of this generation. So how many of you know that Noah was even rejected? That's why there's a comparison as it was in the days of Noah. So shall it also be in the days of the Son of Man. Watch this, they were eating, they were drinking, until the day that they entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them. The same thing is happening today. God is dealing with evil. Evil man, but he's blessing this nation because of the righteous who are and have stood for righteousness and rightness. But just like Noah's day, there are scoffers and believers. They're scoffing at believers. They're scoffing at prophets. They're scoffing at the church. They're persecuting us. Look at 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 3 through 4. I want you to see this before I make my last point. Because the last point is going to be the mic drop. Okay? Knowing... First, that scoffers or mockers will come in the last days. Walking according to what? Their own lusts. And notice what they're saying. Where's the promise of the coming? When are those prophecies going to be fulfilled? Ha, 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 ha. That's what they're saying. The prophets prophesied it. Where, Where is it? Where's the promise? Where's the fulfillment of those prophecies? And so they mock and they scoff. And I know this is talking about the second coming of our Lord. But they're carrying the same spirit as in the days of Noah. They're doing it today. They're mocking and scoffing at those that have prophesied and spoke and prayed and stood for God. And they put more trust, those that are scoffing, in the fake news. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. I said the fake news fake news. I totally said it. There you go. I, it's all fake news. It's, it's fake news. It's totally fake news. I got to tell you, you know you're fake news. That's it. Turn it off. I know. You don't want to hear it. It's fake news. You know it is. Thank you. And so he's had to contend with fake news. So it looks like the scoffers are the voice of truth. The media that is scoffing at you because they can't report the truth. So they're going to continue to scoff and mock and continue to report fake news. Right? That's what happened in Noah's day. Now the last point. Are you ready? This is for some of you. Depending upon how it plays out and what it looks like this week or going forward in our nation. I am still convinced that God is coming and it's in process. It's in process. Now let me say this to you. People are like, well, but, you know, this is supposed to happen, and that's supposed to happen. Well, just make sure you, 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 you check where you're getting your source of information. Some people were putting so much uh, inf- uh, credibility in one guy and all the things that were supposed to happen, and the guy supposedly was abducted by aliens. Come on, check your sources. But here's what I want to say. Most of the stuff you're hearing, the reason why it's not happening is for this reason, not because something isn't going to happen. But I learned this a long time ago. Come on, soldiers that served in the military. Does the United States military tell us all of their covert operations? Most of the time, you don't even know about it. You're lucky if you get to know about the covert operation until after it happens. And you're not then guaranteed that you're going to know about the covert operation. Yes or no, soldiers? Raise your hand. So most covert operations, either you will never know about or you will know about it, but you will never get the whole 100% information about the covert operation, yes or no. So there's a lot of covert things that are happening behind the scenes. It is happening. You cannot tell me the way that that 45 is wired that he's gonna concede. He will make it look like, he'll, 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 he'll have Milani in there packing everything up. Yep, pack it all up. We'll get some new ones when we get back there. It's all good, it's all fine, it's great. Just, just pack it up, make it look like it. Pence, go ahead and look like you're betraying. It's all part of the deal. Thank you. (laughs) He's smart. He's not the Messiah. But he's smart. But let's just face it. How many of you like to lose? I hate losing. And he didn't lose. He won. That even makes it worse. How would you like it if you won and they stole the trophy from you? How about this? You won the lottery. Put a price on the lottery. You won it. I'm not going to ask how you got the card. Maybe you were walking the street and the wind blew and it landed in your lap. But you won the $45 million lottery, and they were going to come and steal it from you. Let's just say you won $80 million, huh? Hint, hint. Would you be so easy to let it be given to somebody that approaches you from the left? That's mine. It blew out of my pocket. Are you here? All right. You ready? Lastly, the days of Noah were filled with prophetic blindness and ignorance. I'm going to read it to you before I read you the rest. Matthew 24, 37, 39. But the days of Noah, as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For they were eating, drinking, before the flood, giving in marriage, watch this, until the day that Noah entered into the ark and not knew not, notice that word, and knew not. So there was prophetic ignorance, resistance, and blindness, yes or no? In the days of Noah. In the same days of Noah, today, the prophetic narrative, there's people that are prophetically blind, ignorant, and rejecting that God will do what He said through His prophets because they're looking at calendar dates. They're looking at how things have always played out in the natural or how everything has always been. Hello, in the days of Noah for 120 years, it never rained. So you'd mean to tell me, prophet Noah, you false prophet, you're prophesying that it's going to rain. Don't you know the impossible? Scoff, persecute, ignorance, blindness, rejecting of your prophecy, it's never happened. It can happen. History tells you it's never happened until God had enough and honored the word that He spoke through Prophet Noah and what He had been building for 120 years. And imagine all the times that He just kept building. So, Pastor, what are you going to do? I'm going to keep building the kingdom going forth. I'm going to keep standing for America. I'm going to keep standing for what He prophesied through my lips. Yeah, 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 but. It's never happened before. Hello, we're in the days of Noah. never rained before either. And all the people getting on, calling the prophets false because he didn't get a second term. How do you know he's not getting a second term? It hasn't rained yet. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. but, 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 But what if January 20th comes? February 14th. Well, it's Valentine's Day. Go eat cake and keep celebrating. That's where I'm at. Well, at what point are you going to admit it when the rain falls? Okay, I'm talking to the wrong crowd. Stand to your feet. The days of Noah were filled with prophetic blindness, ignorance because of no proof. No proof. Much like today. People are demanding proof. Where's the proof? And if somebody gets inaugurated, it's never been done in the history of America. Inconceivable. You thought that, I thought that, you thought that, uh, inconceivable. It's never happened. That's right. Neither did it rain in the days of Noah. Prophetic blindness, ignorance, because no proof, much like today, until God honored His prophet in the prophetic word. Again, there's many that are mocking and scoffing at the prophets and the prophetic words, saying, where is the promise of this? And some are dismissing things prophesied today because it doesn't look possible, just like rain. In the days of Noah, they didn't believe or understand prophet Noah and his prophecy of rain because there was no proof. Well, what happened in closing, last almost point, in 1 Kings 18? How about the prophet Elijah that stands up and says that my word is not going to rain? And then for three and a half years, it didn't rain. So there's proof. But now he says, man, I hear something. Get up! There's a sound of rain. And there was no proof. And seven times that servant had to go back and forth. You would think on the third time he'd be like, hey dude, there's no proof. You're hearing things. That's what they're saying about the prophets today. They're scoffing. You're just hearing things. It's your own head. It's your own solical desires. You mean we all ate too much pizza? We all heard a sound. We all saw it. We all heard it. Come on, some of you Christians, you saw it. You heard it. Where's the proof? Where's the proof in Elijah that the prophet heard anything? Where's the proof that prophet Noah actually heard correctly? Can you imagine all the rejection? Man, look at that bozo building a boat. Rain? What's rain? What's you can remove a sitting president possibly. I'm not saying I'm not. Just don't even write about that, okay? I know somebody is. That's not a violent comment. That's not a call to war. Okay, I'm not commissioning people to go to war. Hi, okay, I'm going to get done. In the times of Noah, lastly, Noah, the people scoffed at the building of the ark and the people's ignorance were unaware of the peril or the judgment coming because they were not on the Lord's side. And they mocked and scorned God's prophetic messenger until the Lord intervened and fulfilled the prophetic word prophesied. Again, verse 39 of Matthew 24. And they knew not, so they scoffed, they mocked, until the flood came and took them all away. So also shall the coming of the Lord be over this nation. Amen? Where's the proof? The proof is God said it. Are you healed because you see it? Because God said so. Are you saved because you've seen heaven? Kat, if you're watching, I know you have thousands of times. Okay, we, we're, not, we're, not, we're not talking to you. Take a break. Thank you. you. Talking to others. But here's the thing. So what's your salvation based off? Where's the proof? Come on, where's the proof? Where's the proof? False Christian liar. You're delusional. Thinking that there's eternal life in a heaven. Really? Where's your proof? No, you know that you know that you know that you know that you know know because you've been with God. You've experienced something with God. How do I know rain's coming? Because He said it. How do I know this thing is going to shift? I don't know when. I know it's going to happen. How's it going to happen? I don't know. I didn't know how the rain was going to come. Did Noah really know? that the fountain of the deep would break open and the windows of heaven would open and this rain would come. He didn't know. He didn't know that it was going to take 120 years. God never told him. He just wanted him to stand with him. And that's what he wants from us. Heavenly Father, we're standing with you. We're standing for that until moment where you're going to deal with corruption, evil, violence, violence and things that man have done that you have seen that demands righteousness and justice, freedom and liberty. We stand with you and we release and commission the royal guard of the host to go and to expose, expose, expose and restrain the agenda of evil, the attempts of evil, the attempt of building like the Tower of Babel, a structure, a system of government that is not approved of heaven in the evil manifestation that brings people into bondage. Lord, we are crying out for righteousness and justice. We're asking for you, oh God, as we've appealed to heaven to come. Open the heavens and release the flood of your glory and of righteousness, I pray. Lastly, I'll make it very quick. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want us to pray this prayer. Maybe you haven't asked Jesus in your heart, but say this with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe in my heart that you raised Jesus from the dead. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So I call upon you, Jesus. Come in my heart. Forgive me of my sins and be the Lord of my life. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, this week you have two choices. You can stand with God and have an unmovable spirit. Right? You can be like Don Knotts. Remember old Don Knotts? We actually need to get an attitude like Don Knotts. Well, now, just a minute now. How many of that? You gotta have You got to have some grit about you. Stand firm. Stand strong. This nation isn't going backwards. Amen. Give somebody a high five. God bless you. I'll see you on Flashpoint on Tuesday. Amen. All right. You're dismissed. Bless you.